first scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 28. And this kind of leaves off from where we was last week about, remember, who remembers last week's message? Okay, I'm not getting no takers, so. It's when Jesus asked his disciples who people say that I am. And so we kind of went over last week about who do you say Jesus is. Well, let's continue on from that. Verse 21. And from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in his glory, in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. It's the word of God for the children of God. And all of God's children said, Amen. Now this is so cool how Jesus was explaining this to his disciples. But you've got to remember, they didn't have the Holy Spirit, so they didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't quite understand what he was talking about. You, you're going to go, and they're going to kill you, and, and then you're going to be raised. You know, they just didn't understand it. And Peter's like, uh-uh, this ain't happening. But you know, what's, what's weird about this scripture is how Jesus rebuked Peter, called him Satan. He wasn't calling Peter Satan. He was calling that idea, that the, his way of thinking, the spiritual way of thinking because this had to be done this is God's plan for salvation God became man went to the cross and Jesus was telling his disciples what he had to do to save the world this is this is how God's plan of salvation this is what it's going to be the son of man is going to here I'm going to read it again he began to tell his disciples from that time forth, Jesus showed unto his disciples that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. That's God's plan for salvation for the whole world. It's for him to come and die for the sins of the world. And you know, Peter's just like anybody else. It's like, you know, you think about it, you got your best friend there somebody you really love, and they're talking about going and getting killed and dying? And you, we'd all be the same way. Now, we ain't going to let this happen. Because we, we'd want the best. You know, we'd think we're doing right, but that's not, that's not how Jesus was letting Peter know. This ain't right. Satan, get thee behind me. You cannot stop God's plan. This is the way it has to be. And so Jesus went on, and he went to the cross, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do because that was God's plan for salvation. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 40. Well, 40 700 years before the birth of Christ. 
And this is prophecy. This is kind of talks about what's going to happen. This is prophecy about uh, John the Baptist and Jesus and the plan God had for mankind, to save mankind. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The voice said, Cry, and he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Now right there, the word of our God shall stand forever. We, all people, we're like the grass, we're like the flowers. We come up, we grow, then our time's over and we die and go back into the earth. But the word of our God shall endure forever. And he comes with rewards. And then we just read that in what Jesus was saying, his reward to be with him. The Word of God, Jesus, will live forever. And so that's what he's saying, cry. Tell the people, you're, 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 you're like the flowers of the field, you're going to pass away. But if you put your trust and faith in Jesus or in God, the Word of God shall endure forever. And you will live. You will have that second life, that new resurrection, that new body that God is talking about. Now go up here to uh, verse 10. Behold, the Lord will come with strong hand, and His arms shall rule for Him. Behold, His reward is with Him, and His work before Him. He shall feed His flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with His arm and carry them in His bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. That's what He did. Prophecy fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The Lord did come. His arm, Jesus is the right arm of God. He is that arm that ruleth for God because He is God in the flesh. And He brought salvation to the earth because only through Him can anybody be saved. It's God's plan for all of us that we will live in His new creation that He's got planned for us all. But this is God's plan for salvation. Without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness of sin. But the only blood that could be shed that would forgive sin is holy blood. The holy blood without sin. The spotless Lamb of God. Jesus. And that's, that's what we're here about today. That's why we, there is even a church on the planet today. Because of the work Jesus did. And He finished at the cross. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. 
And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were in enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. You see how that says? By His life, we shall be saved. By His work, His righteousness, we shall be saved. And that's a blessing from God. That's, that's that free gift of salvation. God's plan for salvation. Now, does that mean that we get saved and we just live like the devil? No. God's plan of salvation is that He writes that law in our heart. That's the new covenant. The old is done away with. And the new covenant, God's Holy Spirit writes it in our heart. Where we walk in the power of God's Holy Spirit. And Jesus summed it up for all of us. If we love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and we love our neighbor, our love our brothers and sisters as Jesus loved us, if we have that kind of love, you will walk in obedience to all the laws. It just comes naturally because you don't want to hurt people. You don't want to lie. You don't want to cheat because that's the Spirit of Jesus in you. That Holy Spirit. And we'll, we'll be imitators of Christ. We will walk as Jesus walked. In love. Now the disciples didn't know none of that stuff either when they were walking with Jesus. When they were in training with Jesus for three years. They didn't know all this stuff. But they learned it. They walked it out with Him. They seen Him as an example. He showed them what He was talking about. And then He gave them His Holy Spirit. And then they got it. It, uh, it just dawned on them. Opened their hearts and mind that, hey, this is, this is the way to walk in it. Now we all have access to this Spirit. This Holy Spirit that lives in us. And He guides and directs our lives. And when we fall down, He picks us up. And when we do something wrong, He corrects us. He reveals it to us to where we know that was wrong. Now, it's nothing that goes in you that defiles you what comes out of your heart. So God's working on our hearts. He's working on our hearts. And our minds. Because you know the battle's up here. I don't know if anybody realizes that, but there's a lot of battle going on up there. And the enemy likes to throw darts at us, likes to throw lies at us. And that's why we got to put on that helmet of salvation. We got to have that shield of faith. You got to armor up because the adversary, he's after our souls, he's after our faith. If he can get us to doubt and, and reject God, then he's won. But that's when you turn to God. Whenever you feel like you're being bombarded by the enemy, run to the Father. Call out for Jesus. That's what He wants. That's, that's, that's what we need. It's when you're struggling with everything in your life. Go to God. Crawl up in His lap and tell Him, Lord, you know, I don't understand nothing, everything, but I know You do. And I know that You're faithful. And you know, I have to do that a lot. I, I get confused sometimes. Has anybody been confused when things are going wrong in your life and you think God's doing this to you? Or who, what's going on in my life? They know you run to Jesus. You don't run from Him. You run to Him. And I'm learning that. That 
He's the one that's going to get me through the storms of life. He's the one that's going to carry me when I can't carry myself. He's the one that's going to give me strength to come up here and preach in front of my brothers and sisters when I don't feel like I'm even qualified to be in the church. But God is faithful. Verse 12, Romans. Now, th this is awesome. This kind of goes through it. This is God's plan of salvation right here. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed, imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgressions, who is the figure of him that was to come. That's talking about Adam was a figure of the first man before he sinned. He was a figure of Jesus, of the one who was supposed to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abound unto many. And not as it was by one that sinneth, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. There, here's, here we're going to sum it up, the next two verses. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. We shall be saved by His life. Verse 10, remember? Verse 10, we shall be saved by His life. Isn't that awesome news? This is good news. This is God's plan for salvation for the world. Not that we have to struggle and try to be good enough. We just got to believe and call on the one who is good enough. And He does the work in us. It's, He's going to come in and do the work for you by His life. He wants to live His life in you and through you to the world. And there's got to be an obvious change in our lives. There's got to be. Because if you continue on and, and lying and cheating and hurting people and stealing and killing and all the other stuff, how is that going to bear fruit to God's righteousness? It doesn't. So you can, with your mouth, you can say, Jesus even says it. Some say, Lord, Lord, but they don't do the things I say. So there's, a, there's an obvious sight. You can see a difference between a saved person, a person who's really walking in Jesus, and one who's just giving lip service. You can see by their actions how they love their neighbors, how they forgive, how they treat each other, and how they walk with God. It's, it's very obvious. Are we deceiving or are we helping people? Are we loving? See, we can, we can be a fine line on either way. We can say, Jesus, we love you, we believe in you, but if, if the walk ain't showing it, then I have to doubt it. Because if you're not loving and walking the walk, then it's just lip service. And so let's, let's examine ourselves Examine your own self. 
Are you walking with Jesus? Are you walking in that salvation God has given you? Freely He has given? Or are we trying to do this on our own works? Are we trying to be good and, and judge other people as they're not good? Because then you get off into a whole different ballgame. You're not walking with God. Jesus wants to keep us, our focus on Him and not on others, what their sins are. We keep our focus on Jesus and we can love these other people right where they're at like Jesus did His disciples. Like Jesus did the hurting world around Him. The thousands and thousands of people that Jesus loved them. Had compassion on them. And He looked at them like they were sheep without a shepherd. And that's how He wants us to be. He wants us to look at people like that with compassion and look at them and and look at them in the same way where they're sheep without a shepherd. And they want God wants us to kind of help shepherd them. You know, there's an old saying, sheep make sheep, shepherds don't make sheep. And so, as a sheep, to the next sheep, let's go make some more sheep. And by showing the love of Jesus, pointing them to the great shepherd, the, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for Your faithfulness to us. Thank You for Your words of hope and life. Lord, we just pray that You live in us and through us and help us to walk the walk and talk the talk and not just be hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word. And all You ask us to do is love You and love our neighbor. And we thank You, Lord, by the power of Your Holy Spirit that enables us to do this. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.